0: to the weekly scroll podcast my name is ryan and i'm glork the great god slug of destruction fuck yeah um and today we are doing something a little bit different We are not doing a review we're not doing an interview we're not doing any of that we are doing our first kind of talk
1: actually this is the end of the episode
0: yeah yep that's it um we'll sit here for like two hours so if you're watching on uh youtube We'll be here for you, but on podcast land, sorry. Uh, this is to get... weird. Um, but today, um, we are doing something a little bit different. We're doing the first of what might end up being maybe a series of just uh, creator specials. Um, and one of the things, uh, the first one we're going to be doing is Highland Paranormal Society, Nate Treem. I'm going to say Trim. I hope that's correct. Um, and uh, primarily where we're going to be reading through is the Haunted Almanac from Nate Treem. Highland Paranormal Society, um, published by Games Omnivorous, one of our f- favorite, I mean, you can Absolutely. see the yeah. Games Omnivorous sticker is like right there, you can see it even blared. Um, and, uh, and the book is, um, laid out by one of our favorite, uh, layout designers and artists, uh, uh Gary Gantijo. So honestly, this is one of my favorite books on my shelf, period. Nate is an amazing creator and adventure writer. And uh, we've actually been talking about doing this episode for a while. So we're really excited. The plan is to just basically go through um, a lot of Nate's games, um, maybe a little bit of some of the adventure stuff. But, you know, we're a game review podcast. We'll primarily go through the games um, and just touch on a little bit of that. Um, not touch on it. Like, go go through it. So we're we're going to do it. Not just touch. We're going to do go it. it. Oh. Mm, I mean, we're going to touch it. But not me, because yeah. I don't have a physical edition. But um, huge bummer. Um, yeah. Huge bummer. It's yeah. a gorgeous... It's, it's a, beautiful. Just, it's a disgustingly gorgeous book. Yeah, like. like, going through the PDF, I'm like, God, it's just...
1: God, it just looks so... I mean, it looks so good all the way through.
0: Well, I'm going to kick to a physical screen real quick so I can show off some stuff. So this is the book. I'm even going to turn this fucking blur off. I'm a small uh, guy pod- now, if you're watching. Those in, in podcast land, uh, my background is no longer blurred, just so you know what's going on visually. Um, I'm rearranging yeah, myself, yeah. so that's why there's a giant gap here. But this is, in fact, my game's omnivorous section. It continues on. Oh, I should get that coin.
1: Yeah, get that coin. For those of you listening, he's getting a coin.
0: I got it. Oh, shit, I knocked this sticker <laughs> off. So this is the Haunted Almanac. Not only is the book itself gorgeous, but just stunningly beautiful. Um, the front is, uh, it's a very nice dark red Haunted Almanac written in yellow. Um, there's a little, uh, little little hooded, skelly person on the front. It says Nate dreams Got the Game Omnivorous logo right at the top here. On the back, it's got the eye. And if you see my shirt here it's very reminiscent of the highland paranormal society um and then a list of like all of the the names of the stuff in the book on the back um and the pages are black on the sides here which is just just elevates the whole thing it's such a well printed book like games omnivorous does not put out insane quality period um wait it does not put out insane quality or it only puts out insane quality what you said. Yeah, the one that you said. It only puts out insane quality. It <laughs> does not put out something that is not insane quality. It, it, Double ridiculous. Negatives. Double negatives. Um so I'm just going to flip through some of the physical stuff I have here like super quick um and then we'll hop into it. So first is we also have um the in the light of a ghost Star zine which is really fantastic. We'll obviously go through this uh from the book, but the zine itself has a little bit more info in it. Um and it does come with a super dope map. This is really, really fun. That. really fantastic. I really
1: that one's also sold out, and I really very much uh want one so so terribly badly. Um
0: maybe uh maybe we can get Nate to print reprint more stuff. Maybe um, yeah. Pilgrims of Misfortune. I love the graphic Great. design on this cover. Yeah. It's really gorgeous. Um uh Carcosa Station and Adventure. Uh this is a Patreon reward. If you're not a member of Nate's Patreon, you're missing out. Um the uh First of all, on top of him being an insane game designer, his art style is fantastic. And you get a shitload of free art, ton of free adventures. Very distinct. A little postcard situation here. We got Dogtooth Valley here. Really love that. Um, We have Cosmic, which works really well within the light of a ghost star as well. Um, This is a whole book of different just a collection of objects and stuff in space and entities and all sorts of stuff. Like really, really gorgeous art, really beautifully laid out. This is really fantastic. Um, I got scum guts here, which is an adventure for Rodé. even though I can't find my Rodé cards. Um, and then I also have um, pearl, like a physical copy of pearl, um, which is, which is what the coin is for. How, first of all, how dope is the Highland paranormal? Like I geometric logo situation here. Oh, no, very cool. So good. Um, and that goes with Pearl because it's a coin flip game. Like you flip a coin, heads or tails. Um, and uh, I have Pilgrims of the uh, Knighted Path, Halloween Hex Crawl for use with Pearl. Um, the thing that was interesting about this when I first got it is that it's double cheeked up, It's uh, it's got two covers. Oh, cool. Like, I don't huh. know. I'm sure it was a mistake from Mixum, but like, wait a minute. Yeah, we'll take it. Two two covers. Yeah, it's better that way. Well, so if anything happens to the one cover, I'll just peel it off and I still have another cover. Yeah, who cover, needs
1: so. one? You know what? You, who needs one cover? You have a whole backup cover,
0: you know? Dude, I honestly was like, every zine you just double cover. Why wouldn't you? Um, I also got a cool sticker for the Pretty Boys Writing Club. So, nice. love that. Um, Better Dead Than Ugly. So, um, why don't we just hop in and start uh, talking Haunted Almanac? Um, do, 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 do. I've been I've there been flipping go. through adventures this entire time while you've been. <laughs> they're so they're so good.
1: I know they're good. I mean, it came to, I mean, this book just looks crazy good
0: going through it. Um, it is. If, I mean, you got if you're listening along, just just
1: trust me on this. It's beautiful. You want to look through this, you know? Mm-hmm. You want to
0: own it and have it on your shelf like I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's Games Omnivorous, it's Nate, and it's Gontijo, so like this book wasn't going to be awesome, but it's I, yeah. I, I think it's even better than you would hope for, you know? The only thing that could elevate it, the tiniest bit would be a ribbon, but we're, we're sluts for ribbons, so. Um, well, so the cover, we're not
1: really reviewing this
0: one, you know? I mean, even then, like, yeah. you know. Um, so uh, the cover talked about that already this little um, this little hooded figure here um, this is the Haunted Almanac from the Highland Paranormal Society Anthology Texan Art by Nate um, Layout by Guntillo, uh Andre Navoa who basically is Games Omnivorous, as far as I'm aware um, with the editorial direction editing from Jared Sinclair um, on Prol and Moldy uh, Unicorn and Samuel Mendez for The Lost Isle this is only a thousand copies in the first printing which is great like um, I mean not great for you, but like, you know, it's there. <laughs> yeah, not great for me. <laughs> um I will say uh it, it does not Yeah <laughs> I will say um it does not have any bookmarks or hyperlinks in the PDF, so good thing we aren't reviewing this, um because that's disappointing. But um the I will say that um even though we're not reviewing it, the table of contents here has a similar kind of layout in the lines of stuff that yeah. Vault of barn had. I don't mind this one as much though, because of how it's big different. and bold the numbers are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's also like yeah. game stuff for game, game stuff for game, game, yeah. game stuff for game, game. Like it's like, it's got subheadings. All the ones are kind of mushed together and a little harder to read. They're all subheadings. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I know that tunnel goons on six, uh, poles on 38, you know, it didn't, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's yeah. not my favorite, but it's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's the you end know, the real critiques because uh, this is the shit and we're not critiquing and just appreciating the majesty that is Highland Paranormal Society. So today we're going to be talking about um, mostly the the games because we are a game review podcast, but maybe just touch on some of the adventures. We're going to do Tunnel Goons. We're going to do Pearl. We're going to do In the Light of Ghost Star. We're going to go through all of the one page games that are sometimes four pages. Um, and then maybe just touch on one or two things in some of the adventures that are just to kind of highlight the way that Nate writes adventures, because I think it's how everybody should write adventures, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go from there. So um, let's kick it off with uh, one of okay. A also look at this collage art here with I Nate's know the face. The collage is really good. Oh my god! It, so I assume this this is a collage of Nate. Um, I assume this is a spouse. No, I, I mean I've seen the pictures. Um, children. There's like a, a speaker. There's flowers all around. It's this is such a great. Like, how do you – I don't know. Like, this whole book is just such a a, a fantastic expression of at least my perspective of Nate and having this picture of him in the front this way. I like that it has this,
1: like, opening collage, too, that's, like – that is, like, is Nate. Um, Yeah. Like, that's so cool. And it's, like, such a great way to open up this book that's just, like, the
0: anthology of best work, you know? Uh, When even having the collage right off the bat, too, like – there's a, a certain amount of like I don't know, lightness to it where you're just like, oh, this mm. isn't just gonna be like a black and white two lines like book yeah. of stuff. Like there's a, a an insane like elevated design element to this that lets you know right off the bat this is this is this is gonna be the shit. So And then we uh, are t- gonna
1: go straight into like God, I love the little guys. I love I, uh, the little guys. <laughs>
0: dude, Nate's art style is insane. So this is the image from Tunnel Goons. It's three three little buddies. Um, there is uh, a guy in a little little uh, pointy hat. There's a guy with um, an eye patch. There's a guy in like a pointy hat, but with like his face cover. They're like clearly they're gonna be gooning in tunnels because they have like a shovel, a lantern, yeah. a torch. Why can't I we mean, all
1: just be these little goony guys? Why can't everyone?
0: You know? <sighs> listen, listen. I got. I'm probably this guy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably the guy in the back. Um, I see you as... Yeah, I, I, this is you for sure. Um, but here's the thing, real quick about Tunnel Goons and and uh, Nate in general. There were two games that when I really I started late. I'm really sad that I missed, you know, G Plus and and all of that shit and all the stuff from the indie indie scene. I started literally mm-hmm. right when it died. Like I think like um, I started getting in the indie scene right when it died. I started playing Fifth Edition in, in 2014. I know you played 3.5 and some other stuff before that. One of the early. I'm the cool proto
1: hipster guy. I played (laughs) 3.5.
0: There you go. Right after when the indie was good. Um, so there were two games uh that I read that have like a similar uh similarness to them that basically blew my mind open to um indie indie games, smaller games. Um and uh first of all, one of one of the things was was Adam Vass and all the stuff that he did. But specific game was Maze Rats and Tunnel Goons. Mm. Um when I read the dice mechanic in Tunnel Goons, which we'll get to in just a second, my mind went, wait, I don't there's I you can rule some of them besides the D twenty. Like you can have a book that's not three hundred pages. like, what is this game? So this one like just kind of like blew my whole world up in my thought process of how games mm. works and might have might be one of the early impetuses, um, besides like necronalism and stuff, of um of two d six and my love for it. So mm. beautiful graphic design all the way through. We have the little guys on the next page. It's all red, which is Tunnel Goons written on it in white. On the next That's page, we got thought. Tunnel Goons again with the little guy. I love I got the, the, lantern. the title font for Tunnel Goons too. You
1: it's know? so good.
0: And then not only that, like the circles of red coming off of the lantern. light <laughs> you have the like,
1: lantern. Yeah.
0: Oh, the graphic design throughout this entire thing for using Nate's art and then doing just this insane layout and and flipping the script on fonts and stuff like that crazy we're just gonna like dish about this a whole way but we'll try to actually get through games so um one of the other things that is my favorite about nate's and then we'll finally get into it is we talked about this before stream how simple but elegant everything is not simple as in plain but just like nate can do in one to three pages what people will do in a 30 page zine or a 300 page book yeah like the game structure like the first line of this, people write two pages on, like, what is a tabletop RPG? Or we have this game structure. A referee controls and describes the world to players who then describe how they the characters act in the world. Why would you ever need literally more than I, that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. The elegance and the simplicity. Like, there's no wasted words. And it's still, especially when you get to the tables and stuff, so much implied lore and everything. It, it's so good. So... Um, but yeah, this is Tunnel Goons action roll. When an action success is uncertain, a player rolls 2d6 and add points from the relevant class and a point for any relevant items. It is the, if the total is equal or greater than the action's difficulty score, the DS, it is successful. That's it, right? So difficulty scores are 8, 10, and 12. Um, and then for dangerous actions, if an action has a risk of danger, the difference between the roll and difficulty score is the amount of damage inflicted. Like that's Great. it. That's like the whole fucking mechanic. So like if you're tr- if something's falling from the sky and it's gonna land on you, and it's a D10 to dodge it, you roll two D6 and get a six. That's four damage. That's it. That's that's it. That's yep. the whole fucking thing. Um, and Beautiful, then uh, beautifully clean you know. Well, and then in the next part, it's the example, but it's got a little bit more mechanic because it talks about combat. Basically, um, here's an example: as an action, a player character fights a Robomantis. I'm sorry, again. No lore, no nothing, but Robomantis <laughs> Robo is Mantis. the default example. And you're just like, okay, Robomantises exist in this. Um the Robomantis has a DS of 10. The player rolls 2d6 and adds two from their brute score. I'm sorry, I didn't even go over scores. Oh, we didn't get there yet. Um adds two from their brute score, one from their sword, and one from their shield. The total is 12. The difference between 12 and 10 is 2. So the creature takes two damage. That's how like how easy is that very Um, easy and then here's the part that really made me go oh shit this is cool and maze rats does like a similar does maze rats do a similar thing i feel like i'm I'm in a stroke now um a non-player character's difficult that's not really how it works um but uh no i don't um a non-player character's ds is also their health points So now the Robo Mantis's difficulty score is an eight because they took two of damage. If the roll was eight, then the player would have lost two health. So this is my fucking favorite combat, especially in fifth edition. It sucks, right? Right. Because it's everything is a bullet sponge and it takes forever. Combat in Tunnel Goons is super fast for this exact reason. So, like, again, the Robo Mantis has a DS of 10 with all of the rolls. That means you have to get above a 10. And their HP is a 10. So if you roll a 12, they take two damage and then their difficulty score slash health is now reduced by two. So every time you hit them, it becomes easier to hit them and they have less less health. So it's all like almost exponential. That yeah, makes you hit sense, them. right?
1: As you beat some as you beat the shit out of something it shouldn't be as tough the entire time, right? Like you get worse as a fight goes on, not better.
0: Exactly. And you don't stay the – like, your armor gets beat up. You become slower. Like, everything. So, like, imagine how fast combat is in this when every time you hit them, it's easier to hit them. Like – so much fun and it really makes it feel like combat will be fun and dynamic but that this isn't yeah. just a combat game you know what i mean like i feel like this sits really well between kind of like combat like kind of combat heavy games and a little bit more than into the odd and that i've always said this over and over again into the odd is one of like the best games out there that doesn't feel like a combat game combat exists yeah. but it is it's felt like an exploration game to me it is but and the combat is a part of your it. business so yeah exactly this feels like that like exploration feels like. A really fun part of it but the combat to me is like a little bit more and i love that just a little bit more towards combat because you know i I love tactical combat and shit so i just think that was the most it's such a clean clever simple elegant thing that is cleaner simple and more elegant than shit that again is 50 times longer totally so anyway so your inventory score is how many Yeah, it's all beautiful. It's beautiful. Your inventory score is how many items you can carry. For each item that exceeds your inventory score, subtract one from Brute or Skulker. Um, When you hit zero, you die. No saves, no nothing, you're dead. All right. Um, Nate, I don't think in any of these games, there's a single one that's like you get to save. I think once you hit zero, you're dead. Um, Advancement super easy. You level up every two game sessions. Each level, you raise a class score by one and raise either health or inventory by one. Easy peasy. You don't get more... you don't get more stuff, you don't get more abilities, you don't get more skills, you're just you, and you get slightly better. Get back in a the tunnel, you goon. Uh, healing, uh, regain lost hit points by spending the night in a safe spot, easy peasy. So, your abilities, the traits that you have, every player character has a score of 0 or more for these abilities. So it's a 3-stat system. You got Brute. Which means you're good at smacking things feats of strength and resisting poison you got skulker which means you're good at sneaking aiming balancing and dodging and you got erudite which is good at reading perception speaking and remembering so it's really strength decks and wisdom for the most part um but and then names this is, the naming of all of the abilities throughout all of nate's games are like yeah. one of my favorite things um character creation easy peasy name your character your health starts at 10 your inventory starts at eight You roll a D6 on the character tables to determine starting ability scores and gear. Why don't you bring up a dice table real quick? Um, Okay. Additionally, each character starts with two rations, a cloak of their color choice. I love that. Immediately, (laughs) I I love that. And an item of their choice, pinning referee approval. So, um, on your... The, literally, you don't put points in stats. You don't do anything. You roll for a childhood, a profession, and what happened during the war. There's no explanation of the war, but the lore instantly. We have Robo Mantises, and at some point in the past, there was a war. That's, like, literally, that's five words that have filled this entire thing with so much lore. It's crazy to me. So, on the first one, it's a childhood. It's a D6 childhood. stat. Uh, gear Lark. Uh, I start with one brute in a crowbar. So you add one brute to your to your right. uh, to your character. So there are six, and there's two that give you um, a point in skulker, two that give you a point in brute, and two that give you a point in erudite, one each. Um, and it's like desert urchin, wheel rat. Well, you said gear lark, so you get that crowbar. And what's your profession? My profession?
1: Oh, I'm a a, a slab dragger. Um, so I got one more to brute. Um, and I got a black mallet. So,
0: bro, drag slabs, you know? The gear lark and slab dragger, I mean, you got a crowbar and a black mallet. That really, I that know. goes. I got um, two. There's root. also, oh, you're, you're, I mean, that's just, you know, you're, you're, you're the beefcake. Um, uh, we got pit warden, library guide, locks knight, botany priest, caravan drifter. And then what were you doing during the war?
1: Oh, uh, I fled.
0: <laughs> so I have a compass. Dope. So, um, you just get to start with those two points, and then uh, one from your childhood, one from your profession, and then the during the war gives you an item that you get to start with, um, and uh, join the militia, went underground, joined the rebels, fled, <laughs> gathered intel, or profiteered, um, and that's the whole thing. Yeah, and that is ton- that's Goons. We're uh, great. A good episode. Uh, Can yeah. just next week? Um... Right.
1: um good simple game i really like i like the honestly i like the names of the ability scores i like the rolling for it i like that it's like childhood and then your profession
0: um it kind of creates a little background narrative for your for your goon well and like i said it works so well for you that you were like the (laughs) gear lark and a slab dragger because it makes sense like if you're working in like basically like construction and all that kind of stuff it makes sense that you would like know a lot about like hands-on gear and stuff it's really great um (laughs) It's funny, I feel like um
1: we don't always talk about what's in the chat, but uh, some someone uh, named Real Meat Castle, don't know who, um, says it always has like this uh, post-apocalyptic like adventure time vibe to Tunnel Goons because it's got like which it's funny because when I saw Tunnel Goons, like the font, the font has this very much like post uh misadventures of flapjack cartoon network era uh font. Like Adventure Time is a great example, um like a Steven Universe kind of thing, like. That font, um, it feels very, uh, not Saturday morning cartoon, but that era of like weird post apocalyptic weirdo fun cartoons, um, yeah. which is the best era of cartoons. So
0: it really was. I feel bad for everyone after us. Um, we had the best childhood but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's funny because that was that, that era. I'm like 20 in that era and I'm like, i fucking turn on Cartoon Network, bro. These shows slap. <laughs> hey, listen, it was made for us. I mean, the kids could watch it, but you know, it was made for us. Yeah. Um, but oh, uh, Nate just stopped in the chat. We just read that real quick. Sorry, um, uh, podcast people, but Nate, thank you so much for dropping in. Um, hope you get to listen to the episode later. I really appreciate it. Um, so Ton Goons, legit one of my favorite games. I'm gonna be honest, I meant to say this earlier on. People ask all the time, like, um, I, I want to get into like indie games, like, where's a good place to start? I'm gonna tell you, Haunted Almanac. I, if I yeah. could have 50 of these and someone's like, oh I want to get into tabletops I would literally just hand them this book and be like, there you go that's an introduction to this nice um but yeah so um uh real quick just gonna talk about like um the moldy unicorn after the games there's a lot of adventures for it Tunnel goons has a ton of adventures the moldy unicorn is one of my favorites. Um, it is uh, it's an inn. But what I really love about the way that Nate writes adventures is um, again, Hunter and I were talking about this earlier. There's never really there's never a solution given. A lot of times in 5e adventures, what you're going to get is like, here's the situation, like here's the story of the situation. If the characters do this, have them roll that. If the characters do this, have them roll that. If the char- Like the, there's like this ingrained like solution that you yeah. like whether you understand it or not as a GM is always going to, it's like they can do anything they want, but here's the possible thing. You. You're, <laughs> you're going to yeah. gear the players towards <laughs> that in your brain. Like you just are. I, I just, I hate that. And one of the things that is so great about Nate um and the way that he writes is not only how, like we said before, like edited, everything is as in like zero down. It's, it, it's pretty much just what's in the room, the behaviors, of some of the people, and that's it. And then the narrative can be completely decided by the players. So the the bastard's Emporium is like a secret room inside this,,, um, uh, this bar and it says a buyer and seller of stolen rare and illegal goods the clerk is pluko nocha a genteel demon will accurately appraise any item for a fee pluko can teleport to any spot within 30 feet um but is bound to the emporium by its mysterious owner and cannot leave and then there's a unique inventory of stuff that they can that you can get and then uh, items that pluko will buy um there's no stats to them there's no nothing to them it's just it's make of it what you will and i did i love that and then um, every time you walk into the bar, there's a D20 table of what happens when you visit the Moldy Unicorn. And they're so good. Could you roll a D20 for me real quick? Absolutely. My dash rolls right here. I rolled 18.
1: A snail priest with a smoking censer walks around mothering prayers and leaves a slippery trail of slime.
0: (laughs) That's what's up. And that works out great. Oh, there's also a make a demon table, which is dope. A physical feature. One or two physical features and the effects it has on bystanders. 3D12? 3D12. Hold on. Let's just do this. I just want to do this. Yeah, I figured Um, I saw your face light mm, up. uh,
1: 9, 11, never forget. 2? Um... So I got a, a physical feature one, cat whiskers and snakes for hair. My feline with snakes for hair demon. Um it creates spelling mistakes and all bystanders around <laughs>
0: yep. yep. Um and then right after that is the <laughs> So good, right? <sighs> Stuck song syndrome is one of them. Like <laughs> Toothache. It's so good. Like Grot Burke Crypt um is the next part of it. And it is um it's a crypt with about snail warriors. I'm not gonna get into it, but uh it's fantastic. But if you were to
1: roll the encounter with I think there's a demon on the encounter that wants you to go to the nearest above land cemetery um uh, mm-hmm. this would be this could
0: lead into this you know well i mean you also um had a snail priest walk through the bar and then you're gonna go oh. to the crypt of the snail warriors <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, so look at
2: that. again really
0: really good really flavorful we're gonna move on from moldy unicorn because there's other adventures i want to talk about but the maps are always fantastic Again, like the layouts of everything is really great. And one of the other things I like about Nate too, Nate's adventures as well is very rarely is there ever, if ever, a story. It's just fun, interesting shit in rooms. And one of the like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just tired of this fucking term anymore. But the OSR things is the characters' actions will create the narrative. Our brains make cars look like people's faces like we just we our brains will right. create shit so when you get out of this your party has created their own fun narrative story as it went through you don't need to walk them through the short story that you wrote you know and I, I just love that it's just like i said it's a series of fun stuff interesting things and then just like what's in there and maybe their behaviors and that's all you get and then the players can decide how they're going to approach it really really like that a lot um but a lot of great adventures here so we can talk about the layout a little bit because um every adventure has like different fonts different color background like uh Gontijo did a fantastic um uh job making every everything whether it's adventure or game feel different as you turn the page and get to the next part and it's just gorgeous like this one is the acer curse of the iron gnome and it's white and a blue vibe the last name. one yeah um, and look Look at the art there. I mean, yeah. So good. Little Nomi guys and stuff. Um I'm gonna scroll because there are oh, this is honestly one of my favorite pages in the entire book. The it's an amazing page. Like so the uh, the
1: eternal caverns of Urk, Um, if you are listening along, it's like several different like orbs that have like eyes like realistic eyes in it one's got mushrooms and stones piled on it and the other one's like very cool um and it's kind of like the, there's another kind of like half circle at the bottom it's all broken up like a tectonic plates or something
0: um yeah
1: such a such a cool page
0: yeah it's it's and then just the black and red you know we love that shit black red and white is yeah. is so good and or then, so yeah, this pink is and black. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, yeah, then there's this, like, like, molten kind of rock situation at the bottom beneath the black mountain earth, twisting caverns descend to unfathomable depths. The you mad prophets, no, you can't, you literally can't. Um, can. <laughs> the mad prophets say they are the veins of a long dead star god and stretch to the end of time, the beginning of creation. And there you go. And then you got the adventure and again the layout this like this like um collage like um uh, like black and white gray and white collage art throughout this entire thing on that like deep red background is is just gorgeous the whole way through really really fantastic um Oh, cool. from the muck, another adventure. Um, we got I mean, hey, listen, you
1: this like it's crazy how much is just here for just telegues. We're in this is the first game.
0: <laughs> you know, it's insane. There's literally what, like 10, like 10, 12 adventures for it? It's insane. Um uh, oh, this is another one of my favorite pages and, and just favorite ones in general. Shrine of the Black Hound. Mm, it's got like the black point. hound at the top. Yeah, it's got the the What's darker it's, motif, it, you know. Oh, it's oh such a dark motif. Um but it's got the Hound and the Huntsman. We're not going to get into it. But again, it, it's on black with red and white. It's really, I mean, clearly we have a five. And here's the little uh, Here's the little guy from the front in Viridia's Garden um, is the uh, the character with the, the hood right there. Um, so we're scrolling, we're scrolling. We have a solid yellow page. And then we get to Prol. Um, I can't tell you how uh, hey, much I love this. Is a,
1: this is a cool, like, it's from one side and then the front side. So... It, <laughs> I yeah. like, mean, this is like one of those episodes, like it's such a visual episode, uh, more so than usual. But like going to the pro page, it's two pages back to back. Right. And yeah. one has the pro circle logo. Backwards and then like a shadow over it. And then the next page is from the front view, which is like the pro
0: logo is like a light shining on this, like little, this little, this little guy, it's another little guy, you know. So if you have the book. The reason there's a yellow page is so it'll be over here. This page is actually designed to be like the front and back in the book. It's on the same page. So (laughs) the first page is is from the back, and everything is backwards as if you're looking almost from like in a room out through glass that has writing on the other side. And you see the shadow of a figure, and then it. You flip to the next page, and now you see the figure in the drawing, and you see the whole background. It's a coin flipping analog adventure game called Prol. I assume, like proletariat from a Paranormal, from Highland Paranormal, and it's another kind of like anamorphic figure. It's kind of got like like ears, but eye patch. I think Nate loves eye patches. Um we all listen. And, uh, Everyone looks cooler than an eye patch, you know, whether you need it or not. Um, and what was
1: uh, that we did the other day. It was like an unneeded eye patch. What was that? I, uh, what were we in? Was it Black
0: Hack? Uh, oh yeah, it was Black Hack. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is Pearl. So I actually have a physical Pearl here, which is really great. Um, but again, the design and this is really fantastic. This is really quick, simple game. Again, the simplicity and elegance of the really of, of the mechanics through a lot of these games are just make me like. This is why Rules of Light is a shit. Um, I I just, I love it. So what is Prol? Prol is an analog adventure game where one player, the moderator can be as an imagined world and the other players explore that world through um, characters called player characters. The moderator describes the world, etc. So what you need to play Prol is each player needs a pencil, a coin, and a character sheet. Um, You can photo you can photocopy page 45 or print the digital file from Highland Paranormal. Thank you for providing links Thank to you. <laughs> what you need to play the game. Um, and then the uh, moderator needs to have some adventure prepared. Guess what? There's a ton. Nate wrote them um, and some other ones. So uh, the rules for Pearl, uh resolving actions when a PC attempts an action where the outcome is uncertain. The player flips a coin. And again... Um, this came with this this is a Highland Paranormal coin blank on one side the Highland Paranormal on the other it's a very it's like a, um, a, a shiny glossy red on yellow which is just a stunning little situation um, heads mean success stunning situation it is if they have talent and a relevant skill indicated by at least one checked box next to the skill they can attempt to the coin flip an additional time for each box checked
1: oh cool
0: Yeah, it literally, it's just, it's a coin flip game. It's basically 50-50, but obviously 50-50 as you add more to it is more options. of You just need one head, so that's it. So there's two examples here. We'll just have, uh, we'll have the one. A PC attempts to jump over a gap between rooftops to determine if they make the jump, the player flips a coin. It's tails, which means failure, but the PC has a box checked next to their skill so they can make an additional coin flip. This time they get heads, they make the jump. Um, the next one is about drinking poison root beer. Uh, they fail. They don't have the skill, um, so they're dead. Yep. Uh, the lines at the bottom here, I love this. The player, so here it is. They get tails, the character dies. The player makes a new PC, or they continue with the same character, but as a ghost. I don't know. Discuss with the moderator how death works in this oh, world. I'm so playing as the ghost after this, you know? Right. But I just love that, like, I don't know, do whatever. Like, I gave you the rules. You do what you want with them. Like, I I just love that. Um, So the skills, there are six pictograms on the character sheet that represent areas of skill in which a PC might have talent. They're abstract and open to interpretation. Part of the moderator's job is determining if a skill is relevant to an action. If a skill's relevance is unclear, I encourage a moderator to favor the players. I encourage players to think of creative actions that use their PC's talents. Play to your character's strengths. love it there's a little a little caped frog situ- like guy on the ne- next page it's just fucking adorable i mean
1: all these little um, guys
0: you know they're all why these little a, guys why
1: can't i why can't i be a, just a little guy in a world uh that is uh, illustrated by Nate dream
0: you know it's it's <laughs> if only <laughs> um here's some suggested areas where each skill might be relevant um you know make up your own as you go but the pictograms are a heart an eye a brain a foot a, a sword or a dagger and a mouth um and the suggested ones are toughness perception recalling knowledge swiftness strength and charming um and advancement uh again super simple as a character gains more experience their skills improve after two sessions of adventuring A player may check a skill box on the character sheet after five. They can check another Um, at eight. They can check another and uh, one final box after 10. That's it. And then advantage and disadvantage of a character has significant factors in their favor, um, such as planning or assistance. uh, You can allow them to have an extra coin flip. um, If they're uh, attempting an especially difficult action or if significant obstacles, the moderator may require two successful flips to accomplish the task. Great way to do advantage and disadvantage. Yeah. Because you can't take away the flip because they might only have one. Um there is a thing here for pause. This is basically um safety tool. Pause. Basically says players can always take a break and discuss any troubling content. If a player flips over the character sheet, it's a signal to just stop right there. Um and you can always check out the TTRPG safety kit from Kineshaw and Lauren Bryant Monk. Um and uh creating a pro. Dude, I um, love I love how you do all of this that we're about to go yeah. over. It's yeah, well I, I guess do you want to do a D2 or do you want me to flippy flippy flip? Uh flippy flippy flip. I've rolled a few times. All right. You can flip, 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 So all right. So creating a pro on your character sheet, write down your character's name and check four skill boxes. Use the following coin tables. It's coin tables for heads and tails. So you roll a temperament, a background, um, and a starting item, um, and a religion. So uh, temperament: You flip the coin twice, and there's something for HH. It's sanguine, which is outgoing, optimistic, or impulsive. You got uh, uh HT. You're choleric, ambitious, and confident. You got TT. You're melancholic, which means you're thoughtful, independent, timid, and pessimistic. Um, and phlegmatic for TH. Calm, curious, indecisive, and different. Let's see what we got here. I got uh tails. Come on, two tails would be so good. Oh, tails head. I got nah. phlegmatic. I, I mean, I'm tails, tails in real life. So I got phlegmatic, <laughs> calm, and curious. Okay. So, background, you flip four times. So right. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There's 16 options because that's four times four because I'm a fucking idiot. So, won't go over all of them, but uh, let me flip four and we'll talk about that one. So, I got tails, heads, tails, tails. Uh, what do I get? busker oh i get a busker that gives me three dollars um there's also snail farmer flunky pit brawler false profit midwife love those um so 16 more for starting item let's see what we got here i got heads tails all right i'm just gonna throw another guy heads tails heads tails heads tails
1: mm-hmm
0: sour date wine okay i'll take it i'll take some sour date wine i like the war the worn concertina the beetle lantern or the jar of sticky syrup i like fat goldfish in a jar i do I know thinking so they do the fat goldfish in a jar just because a sack of dried frogs um and then religion. I like this. Uh every character has a religious affiliation. Your participant may be nominal or devout, but you start with a relevant item either way. I like that there's like a flavor to the starting items, like the during the war and tunnel goons. Like what are you yeah. doing, and that's what your item was? It's just a really a great way to do it. So uh only three for this one. Uh tails, tails, heads. The best one. Oh, it is. Yeah, the circle actually, of the inverted it, it mountain, the yeah. <laughs> we'll actually get to in the in the appendixes, there's actually a spell list for this, and they're so, yeah. they're some of my favorite spells. So, the circle of the inverted mountain is a cult devoted to studying magic, reality is a dream of some kind, membership is secret, and I got a silver bell. Um, and that's pro. So, here's a character sheet for pro, and it's the whole it's it's the kind of the game on the character sheet, so it's pro. Name, draw, and describe your character. Check four boxes to start. You write your name and you draw a little portrait. It's got the six uh, pictograms with only two check marks next to it. So you start with four, and I think you can only earn four more. And there's a total of, what, 12? So you can you max out at eight. So you could right. never be everything at everything. Um, and then it says at the bottom, flip a coin. like et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then we have Pilgrims of the Knighted Path, which I wanna play super fucking bad. Um, this is the one that I was talking about earlier that has the uh, double cheeked up cover here um two covers and uh, two, covers, to two covers. covers happy halloween um love love the little guy on the front the just it's so good and then like the the maps and stuff inside are fantastic but obviously it looks really, a little different really nice.
1: yeah. yeah like yeah. everything oh. else about this like visually it's it's really great like it's it, yeah. of such a high quality um that All the way through yeah, all the way through. It's really enjoyable to go through.
0: Got another another little caddish looking guy here in the in the gourds and stuff. Great. Um and I love the coins throughout prol. Like you'll see, like on the different pages, there's this. Yeah. yeah. Um the maps. We're not we're not gonna go through this adventure. Halloween treats. Yeah, don't because um, if you bu- run I wanna play it, so yeah. Maybe we can get Nate to go on a run around. Ooh, we're flipping coins on screen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Listen, I'll do it. We. I'm sure we could. We could download like a coin flip thing, um, or just D2. I guess. It. I'm doing analog. You know. Yeah. Uh, the other adventure they have on Pro in here is Welcome to Loden. So there's two adventures for Pro. Then we get hmm. to, in the light of a ghost star. Oh, in the light of a ghost star. Uh, a really good one. Oh, this page.
1: I know. It's funny. Like the zine looks really good, but I really like the color scheme on the uh the haunted Almanac version.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, the like the this kind of like purpley <laughs> blue on like the black. Yeah. I yes. guess it's it's much bluer it's over blue? there than on my screen. Oh my yeah, middle no, monitor well, my gives actually, like a it's a little purpley as well. But when I look at this monitor, it's a very bright blue.
1: Yeah well my the show the live stream is on this monitor for me and I'm like, oh yeah it's it's much bluer. Um, there's definitely some purple in there believe us just trust us believe
0: um, it the, the, believe it um, yeah one thing I love then, about the layout in this a lot too is how yeah. like Tunnel Goons did the same thing there was a piece of art that was just a piece of art on the page and then on the next page was like the title of it I'm sure it's so that like pages can work out evenly but I really love that there's just a piece of art and then just like pretty much just the the game and then or this the title and then it goes into it
1: so a little bit like off topic, but kind of on topic. I found uh, the Hans Almanac on on eBay right now. You know, like, I guess how much it is on eBay?
0: hundred and thirty dollars. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I feel bad <laughs> for anyone. All... I feel bad for anyone who buys it right now because they're reprinting it, according to Nate. <laughs> so. <that's> what... <laughs>
1: i'm gonna get it on the reprint i regret not i you're gonna, having say, are you gonna spend
0: 250 bucks yeah
1: no well i don't have that money to spend okay in a a ghost star though this is a great one this is a very this one's like a very hunter game right yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, like a weird sci-fi that? like um also this page is
0: great Dude, so i like, can't get over this page like the little
1: skull head inside of the uh there's a lot of purple in there you can see the purple there
0: Yeah, Um, the astronaut with the skull face. Yeah, yeah. with the light with that blue and purple and the purple like shapes in the back. Oh, my God. If you're what if you're listening to this on the podcast, this is one you definitely have to go watch on YouTube. This page is stunning.
1: Yeah. And that's Linktree uh, slash the Weekly Scroll. Just, yeah, if you're listening, just throwing it out there. Um, Yeah, so uh, I love this one um mostly because i love weird sci-fi and i also love weird little magic items they're not magic items right um they're science items but you know really that's just a that's just a difference in explanation um uh, yeah so it's a game about earth was abandoned I feel like there's a little bit more lore in this one it's not quite as implied it's like there's actually lore like so you know uh earth was abandoned ages ago uh during the red giant expansion of our sun um now dimly lit by a ghost light of dead white of a dead white dwarf. Uh it lies or it's it lies laired with eons of forgotten civilization from the warmth of Martian reactor cities. Scavengers hire illegal transportation to Earth to delve into depths, looking for ancient treasures. Oh, it, you know what? I also have a thing for where like the whole game is just about like getting magic loot and then bailing, like. I love mm-hmm. that. It's like a like where the whole game is just like you're just del you're just dungeon delving to get weird shit and then leaving. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Um Yeah, there's ghosts, there's machines, there's there's weird uh cockroach people, um, all mm-hmm. kinds of wacky stuff.
0: I can't ever look at like cockroach aliens and mm-hmm. not think of like Transformers or trans- transformers you know they're like the anime or manga never finished but they go to a place and there's like roach people that like murder everybody it's really good Maybe. graphic i wish it had finished anyway
1: uh yeah so gameplay another great like this is how a game works super short blurb right um reference job situation the player gets to turn to uh gets a turn to move up to 30 feet and perform an action um if an action success Is uncertain, the player rolls the appropriate uh, stat die, a four or higher succeeds. Um, At the referee's discretion, special circumstances such as a tactical, uh, tactics, or disadvantage gives a plus one or minus one to the roll. Easy. You're just rolling above a four, Um, ideally, or you're rolling at a four or higher. Uh, Character creation you're gonna start with three HP, 10 inventory slots, and 50 credits. You're going to assign a D4, a D6, and a D8 among the following stats. It's going to be Fighter, which is your physical one, Explorer, which is your— I I feel like these are really well-rounded stats, too, because they're, like, kind of really very much open to— because, like, Explorer, it's like, well, that's sneaking, but it's also perception. But it'll also be, like, getting up a mountain or hill. Like, there's a lot—it's very open-ended. And then Scientist. So Fighter, Explorer, and Scientist. Um, so you assign a D4, a D6, and D eight. Very interesting because you have to roll above a four. So whatever you're rolling the four the D4 to or assign that to, you're like, well, that's that's gonna kind of suck to roll. Um, because you have to hit the four. Yeah. Well, there Not is bad. the
0: uh oh, the advantage the special tactics and disadvantage. I think you might have skipped just that one line where you can add a plus one or minus one. Oh no, I did say that. Oh, I can believe space then.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I listen, I'm, I'm going fast, okay? You can really be zoned in on this, Ryan. You have no idea where I'm at, uh, man. I'm on coffee, um, not Adderall, so I'm yeah. trying my darndest. So, like, that's really cool. Like You like feasibly could set yourself in a situation to get a plus one to where that D4 doesn't suck, but that still kind of sucks. It um, sucks, yeah. Yeah, and then combat. Uh, to sex- successfully land an attack or defend against an attack, the player must roll a successful fighter roll. You know, roll fighter. Well, sorry,
0: real quick to go back, dude. The average on a d6 is still only a three, yeah, totally. And the average uh, on a d8 is great. only like a, like a four point something. D8 is so, like, four. so yeah, you're 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 like maybe going to get it with your best stat, like on average. Like, I love that,
1: yeah. It is like it does feel like a game where it's gonna be like, well, this is gonna be mostly failure, um, like but life, also. The leveling up in this game is seems like it could be fairly difficult. So advancements, uh, you gain a level upon delivering five treasures to Mars. You go to Earth to find these like magic, science, weird science fiction items um, that have some of them are really cool. Um, and you bring You have to bring five of them back to level up. Um, treasures can be any ancient Earth artifacts or alien, uh, ancient alien tech. You'll increase your HP by one and raise one stat die to the next size. You also gain one inventory slot. So it has a nice, a nice little dice size uh, order, which is like four to six, six to eight, eight to 10, 10 to 12, uh, just so you know what size they go up to. It'll be cool to play for a while and get some characters to have like, yeah, I got a D10 I got a D10 in one of my stats. Um, so four is much more feasible. But even then, D10 averages a five. Like that's the average, so um you get in a minus one situation you're like well you done fucked
0: up i mean that's where you're at.
1: yeah uh conditions really simple conditions like hunger or whatever uh, it, it's a minus one to all rules couldn't be uh any better you know elegant uh and then there's like a cool little blurb on about how the setting is kind of based on like the potential future of earth uh and our sun um very cool
0: yeah good flavor yep. It's it's yeah, it's so good. It literally like because you're outside a white dwarf. It literally talks about like uh, the sun will eventually be one. So like do whatever the fuck you want it on the timeline because shit can just get weird. <laughs> I think at the bottom, like the one of the la- the last line is like one of my favorites. Let uh, your imagination like, uh, run so let wild. let your imagination
1: run wild and get real weird with it and have fun.
0: <laughs> Love that. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, it gives you some ancient alien tech. Um, items. any of these uh, really stand out to you?
0: Um, I really loved the um leech gun, and mm-hmm. uh, which was the other one I really loved. I think the cocoon pod, I think were the two that were my uh. favorite. I love the humidifier.
1: It just produces a 40-foot cloud of thick... Like, that's it. It's just a humidifier, really. It's a yeah. really powerful humidifier. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. Um, yeah, there's some really good ones. The mind control apparatus is cool. Leech Gun is really yeah. cool. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. The uh, Leech Gun does 1d8 damage to a target and heals you for the same amount. That's great. And I love... Great. the One of the reasons I love Kakupon and Exo Armor, too, is just because I, I love the word chitin. C H I T I N, mm-hmm. like, or chitinous. If I had to pick 50 favorite words, chitinous would be in them. Like, eh, I love it. When I was a kid, yeah. I said ch- uh, chitinous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't remember. I- I don't remember when I knew it was chitin, but I know in Destiny they definitely said chitin because the hive yeah. are all covered in Chiton. So I was like, I oh. just
1: I played um, the Elder Scrolls Morrowind when I was like very young, obviously because that game was out when I was in like junior high or something. And I think I played it before the Xbox release on PC, and you can get chitin armor, and I didn't oh. know that word at that point in time. So oh. or I only read it. So yeah, um. Good stuff. Moving on, there's a fun little sample sample Earth uh, hex crawl that has, I mean, it looks great, but also I love this hex crawl. Um, oh yeah, this is the map you have. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, so good, amazing. Uh, I love that like you have the potential to stay in the tower of a, uh, a Nurgle, the Astro Lich. Um, and he's totally cool about it. Like, he's just a he's got he's plot, guy's own plot going. He's trying to make his way to a black hole because he's just bored with this universe. This reality is just boring for him now. So, I mean, he's um, a lich. He's, served, he's yeah, he's a, and he's served by roach people. Sure,
0: so good. And it's the Astro lich. we know, we know one of those, yeah, we know an Astralich as well. Yeah, um yeah did you Very want good. to i think i think it's just generators and stuff on the rest an example of play but in the um i mean in the character sheet but the, oh, the regular scene sheet.
1: i do like the character sheet um, oh yeah it's different in this one than it is on the uh let me pull up the or is it the same character sheet
0: am i wrong no, i don't
1: I think, think i don't it's a different character sheet
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have, um, like, the list at the bottom is different. So when you go to this character sheet, it doesn't, it's just a list of inventory in the, the right, the, the the zine by itself outside of Honda Almanac is a list for inventory um, as opposed to this one that's got, like, the picture of the dude and then the stuff at the bottom. But yeah. um, did you want to talk at all about, like, the extra stuff that's in the regular zine? Because I think that's the one that you got to read, right?
1: Um, yeah, so there are uh, spaceships. Um in the actual zine, it gives you like a full little run through of some spaceships um and it gives you like a should be eleven Oops. Ryan controls the scroll. I don't know if you guys watching have learned that yet that Ryan is the uh lord of the scroll on this um but it's not me. um, yeah, so spaceships can be purchased, stolen, uh, or found abandoned um and it gives you several different um it gives you buying a ship um. System ratings, um, improving ship, ship weapons. Uh, a cool addendum on this um, that I'm sure I would use playing this. It also tells you how fuel works. Uh, fuel's pretty sparse. It's also really expensive, but you really only use it when you're taking off from planets. You don't use it when you're like flying around a planet um, or when you're leaving a space station. It's really if you're going somewhere, leaving that altogether. Um, but it takes a fuel crystal, as all ships do,
0: you know? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, but I yeah, love I, I love this thing so, dude. Well, and then the thing too is like, first of all, love the cover in the in the um, uh, regular one, but the cover on this z this is fucking fantastic too. Oh, it's really good. Um,
1: it, it's a black and white cover, unlike the other one. For those of you listening, um, but it still has that kind of like, it's this like guy in the spacesuit, but he's got a, a skeletal face. You know, like still very creepy. Like, it's beautiful.
0: You know it's great yeah and even in the the, the this kind of like inverse picture of the astronaut yeah, group the very on the back, back.
1: yeah so uh, the back cover is like a group of astronauts but the, the it's an inverted picture so they're all like yeah you should watch this if you're like if you're listening this is a great one to watch honestly
0: oh it really it really 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 is um and i think that's
1: i think I next is one
0: page games yeah, it's one-page game. So, again, there's a great uh, graphic. I think this is a graphic from the... Um, I know it is uh, at least some of the art from the first game. Um, and then it says one-page games. And then we get into radical quests. Um, like I said, I mean, you just hop in whenever you want to uh, to snag one. Um, but we're just going to kind of go through the one-pagers. Um So Radical Quest, uh, these are, again, super simple one-page games, and I really, really enjoyed this one, actually. So it says um, right at the top, why do you adventure, which is one of my favorite things to have because we've talked about this before with some OSR games, like, why would I just sit the fuck at home, you know? So I like that there is like a D6, like, why do you adventure, revenge, wonder, shame, boredom, greed, or that you're just lost, like that one. There's a list of one, two, three, five characters. You can be the warrior, but it's W-A-R-Y-E-R. The gadabout, the magus, the small folk, or the beastie. Um, there is a list of wounds under each. The Warrior is five. The getabouts three. Mages is two. Small Focus, three. And Beastie is four. And then there's the stats, Strength, Swiftness, Charm, and Wisdom. Um, there, so in each one is already listed here for what you get. So, for example, the Warrior is four Strength, two Swiftness, two Charm, and one Wisdom. And the mages is one Strength, one Swiftness, two Charm, and five Wisdom. Um, they have a listed special here. Everyone has one, except that the mages has two, which is two spells. Um, so the, the the warrior, for example, is behead. Remove the head in one hit. You are a <laughs> horrible warrior. And the mages gets two spells. You get transform, which is you turn a person into a toad, chicken or a mouse. Or you get levitate, which means you float a target 10 feet. And the way it works is when success is uncertain, roll less than the relevant stat score on a D6 to succeed. That's it. A D6. Um, Specials work automatically. Um, you roll a D6 after using a special. Odd means you can't do it again until the next day. Love it. Love it. Um, uh, check a wound bubble every time you are injured. If all wounds are checked, you are dead. This is... I'm going to say that, like, every line is my favorite line, but this little section here is, like, some of my favorite shit. Check a wound bubble every time you are injured, and then in red it says, if all wounds are checked, you are dead. And then it says, you are a ghost now, period. (laughs) Strength and swiftness are zero, period. Charm and wisdom are the same. It's just, like, that easily could have just been, like, all your stats are zero, but no. Uh, Strength and swiftness are zero. Charm and wisdom are the same. Resolve unfinished business to R.I.P. I that's it and that's all game and that's you know what game. that's, that's Dude, all you fucking great. need it's so yeah. good and so clever um it's so, yeah
1: um uh, your creators made the world uninhabitable for themselves uh too close to real life uh their biological minds led them to actions that seem illogical to your processor chaos Atomic war and ecological disaster have transformed the planet. Still, you miss them. Their music, poetry, and emotion. In the wreckage of their world, what new society will you build? Um, bot creation. Write down your bot's initial purpose. What does it do? Security, cooking. It's a, I have a made bot. I was a made bot. You know. Um, write down yeah. one software program you have installed. It can be unrelated to your initial purpose. Um, salsa dancing, translating gardening, Um, choose one piece of equipment you have installed porch, floodlight, inflatable raft Um, choose one emotion chip, this is the tone your bot uses when communicating, mine would just be sarcastic, I would be like um, you play KOTOR oh you can play Knights of the Old Republic, it's like the HK-47 droids, just like sarcastic answer Um, yeah, you have six energy points um, how to play. A referee describes the world to players who then describe how their bots act in the world. When performing an action and uh, and success is uncertain, roll a D12. If your initial purpose is relevant, add four. Uh, if your installed software is relevant, add two. Each task is assigned a difficulty score before rolling. Easy is eight, medium is 10, 12 is hard, makes sense. D12, um, plus potentially plus 4. Uh if your bot gets hurt, lose one energy point. Uh energy points can be restored by batteries or generators. If you run out of energy, your bot goes offline. You can occasionally find new software modules and old machines. You have up to 3 programs. Uh you can have up to 3 programs installed. And that's some adventure ideas. You want to roll a d12 for an adventure idea?
0: Absolutely. fucking lootly. 10 10 uh 10 Three. did they skip 10 are we missing 10 hey uh on the next reprint uh your the d12 is missing a 10 let me re-roll that <laughs> uh, a one
1: a one find more bots and start a bot settlement i like this this is wally you guys are going to play wally it's 100 um, fucking wally and i love it
0: <laughs> I fucking love it. Number number uh number seven. I love number seven. Uh find the mysterious entity, quote unquote god, referred to in human writing. That's your mission. Find God. <laughs> um But uh what, one thing I really love about this too is uh it's super soloable. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. Like like one or two player, like I feel like this is definitely I mean obviously you're a just a bot, but like I feel like this is like a one or two player game, and I love that. Brim and Feather. This is like an IRL game that I, I, I fucking love so much. Brim I, and Feather. Yeah.
1: I was wondering about this one. Uh, yeah, go yeah. for it. Okay.
0: You are members of the Wandering Order of Fallen Stars. The order's hierarchy is determined by wideness of hat brim or length of feather and hat. Feather length beats brim width every time. Uh, this is all caps, by the way. Uh, meet once a month in a garden or park. Determine hierarchy. The winner, called the Crow, Righteous, and Supreme, uh, leads the others on a tour through the park or garden. A song, poem, or unrecorded history lesson is customary. Do not speak to trees unless the sky is overcast. The journey must end somewhere with a meal available. The Crow, Righteous, and Supreme covers any costs. Repeat every month. (laughs) Repeat every month. Keep records of how many times each member is Crow Righteous. This is not a game and it never ends. In much bigger caps, do not speak to trees unless the sky is overcast. And then do not be sorry. (laughs) dude, if I if I had five friends near me, I would fucking do this every month and be so so happy. I'm gonna do this my move. I have a new
1: group of weirdo friends, and I'm gonna make them do this with me.
0: I have zero friends, so that's I mean that I that I, that are close enough. You could just fly out. You could join us once a month. Listen, we got. I listen. I know there's some other weirdos up there that I want to I want to chill with too. So, um, Mecha dudes. Did you want to do Mecha dudes? Sure, Mecha dudes. And this is a much more like. So you check three boxes.
1: You have three different stats: violence, logic, and heart. And there's three boxes in each, and you you check three of them. Um, you check a heart. When you get hurt, when all hearts are checked, you're dead. Uh, when an action outcome is uncertain, roll a d6 uh, for every checkbox and a relevant stat. Uh, a 1 equals success. So you're going to roll a pull of d6s and you're aiming to get a 1, right? Um, all players uh, make a mecha dude. GM runs them through an official DD adventure that was illegally obtained <laughs> Makeup rules is needed
0: It's so good dude the thing that I, <laughs> one, of oh favorite, no. one of my favorite one of my favorite things about this game too is if you go to itch it's a hundred dollars for this one page
1: it's a hundred
0: dollars yeah it's a hundred dollars for this one page here i'm gonna throw the link in chat for everybody um we should also link like all of nate's stuff and we will in the uh in the description um in the youtube and and everything but it's a hundred dollars um it's actually used to only be fifty dollars it has since gone to a hundred dollars
1: oh my god it is a hundred dollars that's so fucking ridiculous (laughs) yeah
0: This is the best and only mech RPG ever made. It hasn't been playtested. It's only one page. It was made for the Art is Ego Jam. Please buy it. Um, The whole thing was, like, super tongue-in-cheek. Like, because, again, like, it's one page, and then it gives you the entire page right on the itch. And then you can find it here. But also, it's, like, literally, like, it's just... The most tongue-in-cheek fucking thing ever, and I would play the fuck out of this. Like I would I like run
1: t- through I would run them through a D adventure, like, and just not change anything about it except no. that you guys are robots. Just for no yeah. reason. You guys are gonna do a lost minds of findelver Delver. Fendelvers would drop the money. you're robots.
0: <laughs> Dude, you meet a Nothic but as like just three fucking robots, like It's so good, and and, and even, it's so ridiculous, because obviously it was just, like, hand done. Like, it's literally, like, just, like, there's no font, it's just hand, even, like, check has just a K in it. Like, there's no CK, like, everything (laughs) about this fucking game just cracks me the fuck up, dude. I love this one. Um snail Knight is another one that was like hand on. That's really fantastic. And I love this one. So, uh, snail night, you get to the castle with a K to win Roll encounter for every square you stop on another solo game. So there's a D six encounters. So every time you stop on a square, you have to roll one. Uh, you want to roll the first encounter. Yeah, absolutely. One more, what? Do I start a, a D six? Just is a D six. Uh, one. Ooh, the salt trap. You got to retreat because you're a snail. Um, there's Salt Trap, Carnivorous Beetle, Hungry Toad. There's a Mushroom, which means you get plus one tough. A Tarantula, excuse me, or nothing. And beneath that is a just a big, like, one, two, three, four, five, like, five-by-a-bunch table that has a start on one end, a castle on the other, and you just go across this grid. And some there's flowers on some of them. And then, again, still handwritten. There The rules are in the top left because all of that's in the bottom right. Um roll 3d6 for each trait the lowest die is the trait score what is the other game that we read where you roll a bunch and then the lowest one is your score i can't fucking remember it and we even talked about it and it's like it's weird that that was that but it's whatever i can't remember um i can't oh, remember yesterday uh... so oh we didn't do vermhack on the show did we no not yet Wow. anyway that so one yeah you get three you get tough speed or hurt um tough every time you get hurt you lose a tough point. point zero equals dead um speed you can move this many squares per turn add this to retreat rolls and then hurt add this to attack rolls uh, again this is another solo game um, if you eat a flower you gain one tough point so across this table there are a ton of flowers um not a ton there's like a, there's some so it says to escape danger do a retreat roll which is 1d6 plus your speed stat um and then beneath that, it says to murder, do a kill roll, one 6 plus hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and there's arrows from both going to a thing that says greater than equal to four means you succeed. So one um 6 plus stat, and then you have to meet or beat a four. Um, you lose one tough point on a fail on every failed roll. Um, and then for every three successful rolls, you raise a trait by one. Um, and then on the next page is a mu- is a whole table of, oh, yeah, of the, a- it's the bonus level. So
1: like on the one page is the actual game. And this is the snail night bonus uh, level. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's snail night um, with no K. Uh, <laughs> but in the, But in the top one, it's got a K. Yeah, but on the Snail Knight bonus level, there's no K.
0: (laughs) But then there's Snail Knight, which is K here. So this is a Snail Knight, as in it's nighttime in this one. That's why I'm taking it. Um, The difference here is that there are uh, mountains, um, which cost double speed to cross, and there are other Snail Knights. um, And you actually have to roll equal to or greater than five on a kill roll to defeat, and you get plus one to any trade on a win or minus two tough on a loss. So clearly you can avoid them if you want to, but you get an additional point on a trait if you don't and you kill them. So kill. Um, Neanderthal. Do you want Neanderthal? Or do you want me to do Neanderthal? I'll do Neanderthal. Um, get it. Sorry, my mom texted me. I was just seeing what she said. Um,
1: shout I out my mom. Um, yeah, Neanderthal. Uh, we'll, do, we'll just do rules. Uh, to seed at an uncertain task, roll 1d12 under the relevant stat. Directly to the left of that you have strength dex and fire for those you're going to roll 2d6 for each of them. Under that is vim uh which I have noticed that Nate likes to use uh for for life. I like vim. Vim feels good. good. Vim and vigor. Um, mm. And you mm. roll 1d6 uh for your vim. But, yeah. Uh so- on turn, character can move 40 feet and do one action, attack, uh, attacks auto-hit, and then you have weapons, small, which is one inventory slot, 1d6, big, two inventory slots, 1d10, and then unarmed is 1d4, another classic name. When is that unarmed attacks do 1d4? Um, I can't think of the other ones I was thinking. I'm thinking about um, Pilgrims, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else that? Oh yeah, subtract any damage from Vim if Vim is zero. Subtract from strength. Zero strength equals uh, death. Uh, Vim restores after brief. Not brief. Brief rest. Um, strength after a night's rest by a fire.
0: This one um feels very into the odd. I would say it's a very into. This is a very into the odd. Uh, you know, it's a. It's like a. It's a D twelve into the odd. And also,
1: you take stat damage. Yeah. And then the next page is actually like a hex crawl
0: for this. And it's, it's so all, good.
1: It's all handwritten. And it's like.
0: <laughs> the, the little oh. Mastodon fight at the bottom. Yeah, it's really great. So, it's so good. And like even the encounter rolls are just like the D6 date on the Sabertooth Tiger fight, like the community score for the um Mastodon hunt. Oh Yeah,
1: community score starts at zero add plus one for each mastodon hunted um and each numbered location conquered or allied add community scores to them of any new pcs you just got you just like as you build your little like tribe you just get stronger
0: so yeah dude uh the top the top right the number four the 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 locations of primordial sludge god oh yeah yeah so good i love this um next game is no so, sr
1: let me tell you the the character in this i don't know why is one of my favorite um hps drawings like i don't know what it is about the no sr little dude but i love i love it yeah,
0: yeah. it's yeah it, he's got like a, a a more modern kind of cope as well as a hood just has like eyes peeking out with like a sword lantern on a stick And then the chicken has a little bubble that's just a skull, like a little speech bubble. That's just death. Yeah, I fucking love this. Also, the amount of tongue-in-cheek in this entire thing, in this entire section, too, is, like, fantastic. It's no SR, which, obviously, no OSR, blah, blah, blah. Nate's Outstanding Simple Rules by Nate dream yeah. So, this is great. So, character creation, roll 3D6 for the following abilities. Strength, Wisdom, Dex, and Cha, because, um, you know, 6 is a lot. Roll four times on the gear list. Roll or pick a special. Write a name. Draw a portrait. And keep going. So... You got a little character sheet here, which you draw your little portrait, you name it. You got your six energies. You got your four stats, gear and special here. Um, and then um, we got specials here. So the classes you can be are fighter, rogue, wizard, cleric, or miscellaneous. Um, fighters had things like knockdown, disarm, deadshot, rogue, picklock, slide of hand, wizard, levitate, wield, fire, cleric, heal, bless, banish, miscellaneous, navigate, telepathy, haggle, inspire. Um, so you really honestly um you could just roll a d twenty um and that's your character and your special all in one. Um why don't you roll a d twenty for me? I'll roll a d twenty. Maybe. And then four Fourteen. more d twenties. So you get a cleric that has bless. Perfect. And roll four more roll four more d twenties for me. <laughs> Okay. One, two, three, four. Seven, 11, 13, 13. Okay. So you get a quill, ink, and journal, uh, ornate mirror, and two bottles of sleep syrup. Perfect. There you go. I, my guy's insomnia. So there you go. So the rules are, when an action outcome is uncertain, roll a d20 under the relevant ability score to succeed. If disadvantage, roll two and take the higher. Um, after a successful attack, roll the weapon's damage to determine how much energy the target loses. For improved weapons and unarmed attacks, a d4 for damage. Um, check off a lightning bolt, each energy lost. When all bolts are checked, you die game structure one player is a ref they control and describe the game world the other players are the characters um refs can create their own adventure or use a published adventure from any independent publisher like highland paranormal society um and stores like spearwitch.com, floating chair club um uh monkey paw games and malsonia fucking bangers of shops right there some yeah, yeah. of my well, favorites
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's literally pretty much where all of my shit comes from um and then uh and then yeah Some Uh, card games, uh, some business card games. Yeah, I'm going to... um... Can I rotate this easy? I can, boom, there we go. Perfect, so Wander.
1: Make a Wander. Uh, Roll 4d4 for each stat, strength, dex, wisdom. Uh, Roll d4 for defense. Um, Starting XP, uh, 1 defense, 20, uh, up to... uh, Basically, the higher your defense is, the lower your XP is. Um, advancement, stats and defense points cost 50 XP to increase. Uh, complete an adventure for 50. If an action's outcome is uncertain, roll 1d20 under the relevant stat to succeed. If disadvantage, roll 2d20 and use the higher. Um, if advantage, use the lower. Makes perfect sense. Uh, weapons, unarmed ones, shoddy is 1d4. Um and cost 15 XP. Fair. Oh, big lightning! What uh, is 2d4 right in here? And costs 35 XP. And uh, fine is 3d4 and costs 75 XP. Has some enemy stats. Um. Yeah, it's got stuff. Yeah. You know, you got a whole the mm-hmm. whole back of the cards backgrounds and your character stuff. You know, spells. Cool little game, yeah. just like on a card, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, it's funny we go through
1: so many games, and I love games. I love rules, and I like rule books. But sometimes you just put, you just make a card, and you're just like, hey, the front, back of this business card's a whole ass game.
0: <laughs> Dude, and you're I, like,
1: Fuck it, it is a whole ass game.
0: <laughs> that's all. So much of the time, that's all you need to like get a game going into play. Yeah. Um, I love small business. Like the flavor and how simple this is is hysterical to me. So small business this is a small game about small people, but it's all S M O L, which makes it like a million times more fucking adorable. Um, so small. you make a character. Yeah. Why don't let, 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 you, I want you to roll a character through all this as we go here? So make a character. Roll a d6 for each attribute: strong, swift, clever, and luck. I mean, you can skip that, but um, so you um, roll. Now just roll a d6. Uh, a three. Okay, so even is gnome, which gives you specials of teleport and critter speech and items of cone, hat, stick, and small pet. But you were old odd, so you are a goblin. You have razor teeth and acid vomit, and your items are a a plus one knife and matches. This It's just like my real life. (laughs) There you go. You are a fucking goblin. You're in goblin <laughs> mode for sure. So gnome and goblin are the only things you get. So the rules, if an action's outcome is uncertain, roll a d6 and add the relevant attribute. Five plus succeeds on a d6. Um, but the attributes you can get, um, if you roll a one or two on a d6, um, it, you have a zero. If you roll a three to four, you have a one. And on a five to six, you have a two. You will fail a lot. It's a five plus. Yeah, I,
1: I rolled my stats and I rolled... Um, I rolled uh, four and two twos.
0: <laughs> so you got a one so. and two zeros. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna fail a lot. So when hurt, add damage to wounds. Roll a d100 every time you are injured, and add your luck, which for you I believe is what zero. Yeah. Um, if you roll under your wound score, you die. So you can have you can have five. You can have. 99 wounds if you roll above a ninety-nine every time and I love that. All weapons do d6 damage on a successful attack. So um we got gnome features, but you you got a goblin, so hit me with a goblin feature, just a d6. Uh it is going to be uh four. I have extra I have an extra thumb. Uh um... so you got it's so good. Uh, gnomes have flowers in their beard an immensely deep voice, a chipmunk voice, a mossy beard, bunny tail, smell like fresh bread. But you, the goblin, have could have double rows of teeth, bulging eyes, a snail shell, the extra thumb, a rooster comb, or a monkey tail. And then the character sheet is just: you're strong, you're swift, you're clever, you're lucky, and then a heart for the wounds. So that's such an interesting mechanic that there is no um, set HP or anything, or even set number of wounds. You just build up as many wounds as you can and as soon as you roll a d100 under the number of wounds you've developed you're dead that's hysterical to me i love that because you could just have goblins and and gnomes popping out of fucking nowhere to keep going you know i this this is one of my favorites in this whole thing because of just how awesome and ridiculous and clever it is it just it cracks me up to literally no end um so yeah um, and then we're going to get into the one page game. That's like four pages. Um, I think, yeah, here we go. This is called yeggs. It's an OSR game about making money. And there is a, a very like dude looking dude on the cover he's got suspenders and a work shirt and work pants and he's got that old like he's got a big mustache and a work hat he looks like a like a like a like a worker dude from like the 60s you know um and he's got a but he's but he's got a stick of dynamite in his hand this lit um and this is yeggs uh how to play yeggs is played by 2 to 6 people one person is the gm others are player characters the gm presents the world etc um uh, rolling uncertainty if a pc attempts an action where success is uncertain they roll a 20 sided dice Um, If it's less than the character trait, you're successful, so d20, roll under. Um, uh, Danger and death. If a PC fails at a task and there's a risk of death, they must roll a danger roll. For physical danger, they must roll under their backbone score. For uh, if the danger is mental, they roll under wit. A failed danger roll means death, Um, so the GM only calls for danger roll if the danger is serious. So, for example, Otis failed to balance on the window ledge and fell four stories into a dumpster. They make a danger roll and get a 15. Otis has a backbone score of 12. Otis is dead. The player makes an yeg. There you go. Um, magic and Eldritch Horror, which, I mean, if you look at this page and then you look at the next page and there's, like, these Eldritch Horror, like, creature on the top of it... Um, Magic and the supernatural can be encountered, but is rare and dangerous. PCs must succeed on a wits roll when encountering cosmic horror. Again, I love how much flavor it gets pushed into this because literally, like the first, you're like, "Oh, they're worker dudes. It's yegs. It's about making money." And then it's like, "Oh yeah, but if you see cosmic horror, you die." Like um advancement after three successful jobs you can either raise your brawn finesse or brains by one point if he exits at the same risky task five times they have a knack for that activity and get advantage so i skipped an example earlier where otis is balancing on a ledge but if he balances on a ledge five times he now has a knack for balancing and advantage on balance rolls love it super clever that sounds really cool very good gang. Yeah. also i'd like to say that the first thing i thought about when i saw the little
1: fish person at the top of this page um, was the baby from Eraserhead?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: just so we can all relive the fact that we've seen Eraserhead on our mind, inside of our minds, and maybe you know have nightmares later.
0: Here we go. Uh, so making a yeg, follow these instructions and you'll have a YAG character ready to play with. Um, YAG is defined by the following traits. You got brawn, which is for strength stuff, brains, which is for brain stuff, finesse, which is for delicate stuff, um, wits is for surviving mental harm and backbone is surviving physical harm. So uh, to get your yegs, brawn, finesse, and brains are all 3d6 for each. And then you have two derived stats, which is your backbone, um, which is determined by your brawn score and which is determined by your brain score. And it's listed as like... Um, like a set so like three to eight gives you a backbone of eight nine is a 10 10 to 11 is a 10 12 to 13 is 11 it goes up to 18 and 19 and brawn gives you a 14 in backbone so your backbone of wits can only go from 8 to 14 while your other stats can theoretically go up to like up to 19 but you can roll yeah. you know up to 18 so you have two derived stats and that's what controls your mental and physical harm and then you have three stats for regular things plus you have the danger roll. um risk of dying danger roll. if you fail you're dead um, and then you get D66 physical features. So why don't you roll me two D6s? I'm going to give you a physical feature here. I'm
1: going to roll. I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. I'm going to do it.
0: You can't. You can't. Uh, I can I rolled cone.
1: 13. Uh, marble in place of left
0: eye. Boom. But like forked tongue, Tatra of a woman. Um, I'm going to do one more because there's so many.
1: Uh, uh, okay, no. Uh, 64. There we go. 64. Uh, tattoo portrait of a man. You know. There you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, do easy. it again for some belongings. Uh, Twenty-one, pet rat. Dope. That's dope. That's you great. Get a tattoo. Get a tattoo of a man, a marble for an eye, a pet rat. Um, and then I also
1: rolled a fifteen because I rolled again. So fake mustache. My guy's got pet rat and a fake mustache.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, there's more d66 tables. No, yes, d66 yeah. tables, but they're they're in that like. That line format, yeah. If I could just say one thing that's not my favorite about
1: some of the layout stuff, it's, a it's space just... saver. I mean, I get it at this point. I mean, there's so much in this book that just who cares? I mean, yeah. At this point, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, go for it, you know.
0: No. So just roll me the D66 for a personality trait and a and a and a, and a name, and we'll we'll, we'll move on really from okay, the exit.
1: Um okay, so uh 62 and
0: 56. Uh you are serious, and your name is Quill, or if you're gonna go with the lady, you're Patsy. What was the ladies' one? Uh, Patsy, or just a feminine one? You could just be a feminine Ooh, dude. I like That's fine. That
1: one.
0: Or a feminine person. Feminine, yeah, no, um, sorry, feminine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Sequencer, which is like a board game. Did you want to do that? You want me to talk about that? i, I want to play this. This one I don't know
1: anything about. So, oh,
0: yeah, I love this game. Okay. So are you saying that I should do it, or are you that you should just do it because you just not? I'll know do it. it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do oh, it. Yeah, go for it. Um, first yeah, of all, I'm gonna, look at this I'm gonna board. Read it with
1: everyone What's up?
0: Yeah. No, I said oh, first of all, look at the fucking board.
1: Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, sequencer. So to get started, um, you're gonna print the uh, game board, find something that uses tokens. Uh, each player needs their own token, so their own individual one. Um, each player needs six six-sided dice and two uh four-sided dice. Place a token in your base, the circle with a star in it. Um, each player rolls a d6, highest goes first. Objective, occupy your opponent's base. Cool. Um, sorry, I scrolled up to look at the board again. Last place, how to play. On your turn, you can move into one space that is directly connected by a line to a space you already occupy. Um, if the location is unoccupied, place a token uh, in it. If it is occupied, you must battle for it. Battle. Each player rolls 6d6. These are their fighter dice. The player who rolls the longest sequence wins. A sequence must start at a one. The longest possible sequence is one, two, three, four, five, six. However, six of a kind always wins. Ties go to the defender. Okay. Really cool. Very straightforward. It's it's almost like a... Not that it is like Solitaire, but you are trying to create a sequence um, like if you were playing Solitaire, right? Or, or that, Yahtzee, right? I wouldn't know. You've never played Yahtzee? I've never played Yahtzee. Okay. Or, yeah, if you roll six of a kind of all of your dice come up on the same number by some statistical impossibility. Um... I mean, at that point, I would be even if that wasn't the rules, I'd be like, you rolled six of the same. Yeah, sure, fuck it, you win. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, in a battle, after rolling, players can call in reinforcements. Each player starts the game with two uh, four sided dice. Those are reinforcement dice, sorry. Uh, to call in reinforcements, roll a d4. The result is how many fighter dice you can re roll. Very cool. Reinforcement dice cannot be regained once used. Once per game, a player can gain an additional reinforcement die by occupying all spaces matching their base color. Uh, when defending their base, a player can all, uh, always call for reinforcements once, even if they are out of reinforcement dice. Very cool.
0: I love this. It, wow, like It this just is sounds a, like
1: a... This is a great, simple board game.
0: Um, yeah. Because you have your starting... Basically, it's it's a series of, like, there's... Th- um. It's kind of like the top right is yellow, the bottom left is like red, and then there's a star, which is your starting spot on the top and bottom. Across the top is uh, three, and then there's um, a one circle, and then there's three, and then one circle, and then three. But the top one has the top three circles, and then, then one, and then the bottom right circle. The middle one is neutral in the middle row of three, and then the other base has the bottom left so and then the lines are very it creates like an eye in the middle which oh no um i mean it looks like an eye to me i don't know if it looks like an eye to you but like there are specific lines that you can track across yeah Yeah. yeah, to do everything like and then the fact that like it's almost like a yahtzee meets tic-tac-toe but you battle and stuff like this is such a fun fucking game like i want this as like can we get this printed on like a cloth fucking thing yeah with like tokens like the fucking like like this like that can we do that is that a thing nate that we can get done because this is fucking dope um and i think that is that is it as far as the games we're not really going to dig too much in the micro settings um uh we're actually going to go over a like a
1: lot of cool stuff here and if you should you should do this you should get this yeah. uh, and go through it
0: yourself you, like, they're so good. The adventures are fucking fantastic. There's, um, uh, oh, uh, first of all, the, the Lost Isle, another one of these, like, um, um, uh, collage situations with flowers and stuff on the blue background with the skull and the flowers and shit. Another mm-hmm. one of the good, fantastic yeah. pieces in here. So, yeah, everything else that we're not going around in this book is so fucking good. Like, it's so good. But some of the adventures, like, one of my favorite adventures in here is, um, is actually, I think, one of the only things in here that's for 5e. Which, oh, you know, could yeah, be adapted to something adventure. else. Oh, my God. Dude, what child is this? Yeah, the godchild oh one. Oh, my God. It's so good. So I just wanted to talk about that just a tiny bit. Um, you should babysit some gods. no big deal. Yeah. Pray Barrow of the, the Elf King is really fig really fantastic. So I'm trying to scroll down. Oh, I mean, also, so is the, the Cursed Chapel of the Sludge Mother so much of this is on the itch page so you can yeah. definitely check that out also like a lot almost all of this stuff you can find on um uh nate's itch page so definitely go it's check out that
1: 81 i believe is where it starts maybe it starts a little bit before that actually
0: oh uh seizure alert don't look oh this is another one that's really fantastic the the, tomb of the swine prophet is swine so prop good one yeah all right. So, what child is this? First of all, how fucking cute is that baby drawing? I'm, I'm not one to like babies at all, you know, but it's adorable. Um, and then the little swaddled one with, like, the crown floating on their head and shit. So this is a low-level adventure of divine babysitting for d d 5th edition. A priestess has asked a band of adventurers to deliver a mysterious baby to a temple, but there's no ordinary child, and strange forces want its power for themselves. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but it's great. Incarnated God Baby is tiny, chaotic, good, human, celestial. XP is minus 2,000. It's got AC2, HP4, speed zero. It's got mi- minus 5 strength, minus 5 dex, minus 5 con, minus 5 int, plus 5 wisdom. <laughs> (laughs) and minus 10 charisma yeah and then uh it's got giggle and coo as one of its abilities the baby makes cute noises and all creatures that hear must make a dc 15 wisdom save or refrain from any hostile actions for a whole round like literally it just giggles and everyone just has to stop being (laughs) mad oh and then it can bless which is bestows three temporary hit points on a on a a visible target so again we're not going to go into too much of this but um for some mysterious reason, an immortal being has chosen to become human. Does it know its true nature? Uh, it appears to behave normal, etc. You heal 1d4 HP uh, every sunrise... Um, as long as the baby is taken care of, fed, burped, everything, a party in possession of the child gains the following benefits. You will hear 1d4 HP every sunrise. You get double XP from fiend type creatures. Animals will not be hostile to the baby or the party, and you have an advantage on detecting illusions. So on the map, you Amazing. start at number one, which is a town of Hollock in the bottom. But one of my favorite things is, so there's, there's two, three, four, six, like you're trying to get this baby somewhere, which is not towards number five in the very top left of the map but number five is one of my favorites and this is really talking about like how fucking awesome nate's writing is so yeah number five is the tomb of the owl lord right so it's an ancient tomb uncovered by a recent sandstorm so if we go down to and there's random adventures there's stuff for, for all the stuff but if you go down to the tomb of the owl lord there's four rooms in it there's a good drawing here um i'm gonna skip parts of it Um, but number, the room number three is one of my favorite rooms. It is a cultist, an imp and a spine devil, right? also knowing that you get bonuses for, from fiend types, right? Right. But you walk into the room and then it's a cultist, an imp and a spine devil trying to open a locked room, a locked door to room number four. An angelic inscription on the door explains the door will unlock if fiend blood is splashed on it. (laughs) what are your characters going to do? What are your players going to do? Like, there's nothing that says if you kill the spine devil like there's right. blood on the door there's nothing that says you could also be friends or a cha check it doesn't say any of that shit this is literally one sentence for the entire room and you know the hours that you could spend in this room with your players like trying to figure out what they want to do talking to the amp talking the to the cultists? yeah <laughs> here let me give you a quick paper cut and touch the door like it's just the ins- like it's so good and this is what i'm talking about when i said that like everyone should write adventures like this stop giving players and even gms how to accomplish something or the story you're trying to do because if you get to the final room i'm not even going to tell you by the book um unless you were just staring at it and reading it like it's just so fucking good um and that's it as far as the book goes i think the only um there's some appendices that are great d6 unwanted magical companions a monster maker which is dope this
1: though oh this yeah, symbol here this though just the symbol is the reasons the best so yeah the these so spells are the listen, inverted listen, I talked about mountain about the um the cult of the inverted mountain being uh yeah. the best religion it's because in the book there is this really cool symbol that's like a circle with an inverted mountain in it and that's its symbol i'm like oh that's the coolest thing ever so
0: coolest fucking thing ever but also the spells that are listed here are some of my favorite fucking magic spells ever i love them so much so you have the star sign the life taker the life fire the sanctuary the butler the betrayer and the snail eater and i so the life fire is one of my favorite cast a lit flame as long as at least one an ember of the flame burns the target caster chooses will not age or fall ill so you could literally just be like, I am your god. Keep the fire burning forever. And then you, they can never age, never fall ill, nothing. Um, but one of my favorites is also the betrayer. A being from elsewhere appears. In exchange for one of the caster's limbs, it will kill a person the caster chooses and has met here's my arm murder that person and it It goes like powerful magic you know what i mean like it's it's powerful magic uh -uh. like
1: i feel like this has got like what magic i often find is lacking like i think the 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 life fire is a great one too of that it's like as long as the amber is burning you're just not going to age or fall
0: ill you know yeah I mean, I almost want to read all of them. They're so good. The star sign, embed a telepathic message in a star. Choose up to four people who can hear it when seeing the star, and it lasts 2d6 decades. 2d6 decades. The yeah. life taker, spell is cast on a baby three months old or less. The next time the caster <laughs> yeah, sleeps, their mind places. is permanently switched with the baby. <laughs> Um, sanctuary, you cast uh, on a door. The, ne- the next time it's opened, it opens into the last church. The caster entered, and it ends when the door is closed. The butler, cast on a closet, a man will exit the closet wearing clothes from the closet and will obey your demands, <laughs> um, vanishes an hour. And then the snail eater, dude. All snails within two miles of the target will be drawn to them and try to crawl into their mouth. And it lasts for 1D6 last months.
1: six for, for 1D6 months. Any Locked. snails in the vicinity are going to actively try to crawl in your mouth.
0: Try to sleep. Try to sleep. It's like Berserk, but snails. Like, good luck, fucker. Like, I love it. So, uh, and that's the end, and this is the the big Highland Paranormal logo with, like, the eye, the blue beam, the yellow and, and uh, uh, white circle. Um, two other things I want to go through real quick are Rodé and, um, Pilgrims of the, um, okay, cool. Pilgrims of Misfortune. Um, so, um, I'm going to scroll through this real quick. So it's a business card game. It comes on three cards and I am like kicking myself because I can't fucking find mine. It's driving me nuts. But I just want to scroll through what it looks like here. Um, You can see it's pink and blue and white and it's great. But there's actually a one page too. And here's the one page for it. And that's it. So rode, I love this. It says it's pronounced rode. Oh, it says R-O-W. I read that as rode. Maybe it's row day, row day, but I see it as row day. Right, yeah. It's a Cajun French word meaning run the roads. So how to play. If an action success is uncertain, roll 1d12 over relevant flaw. That's one of my favorite things, and Pilgrims is similar.
2: Pilgrims in um, the Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, combat and death. At the start of combat, each player must roll over slow to act before the enemies. To hit or dodge, roll over weak. For melee or slow for ranged, Uh, normal weapons do 1d6 damage to Vim. Magic weapons add plus one to hit and damage. Every time damage leaves Vim below 12, roll 1d12 under Vim to survive. So if your Vim is ever below 12, you have to roll 1d12 under your Vim or you're dead. I I love it. Um, There's a list here for creatures. So dangerous, deadly, and beastly. 14 Vim, d6 damage, up to 40 Vim, 2d12 damage. There's a reaction table, which is pretty standard. Um, there's a list of random encounters on the bottoms for dungeon, wilderness, or city. Um, But character creation, um, you roll 2d6 for each flaw that you have. Weak, slow, or foolish. You re-roll any ones and sixes, and you add all scores together to get your vim. Um... I I love that so much. We talked about this before. Like, you're these aren't the things you're good at. These are the things you're bad at. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to yeah. roll above what you're bad at. Like it's it's kind of like a roll under, but you're rolling on, over because you're bad at it. Like I love that so much. It's so clever. Uh, it just it, it gets me. Um, there's some starting items you can roll for physical features like pointed ears, face tattoos, like. It's like, these are the physical features you're rolling for. And it's like sharp fangs being a cyclops webbed hands. It's like, where are we going with Roday here? And then the name generator, you roll two to three times and combine. So roll me, roll me like two or three D20s and we'll, we'll mix and match it. I'm going to roll three. Go One, nineteen, eighteen. So you got old C. Poe. And in some combination of that, you can put it all together. And that's your name. Um Pold C Could be. Pulled C. Pold C, yeah. That's you. Pulled C. Earlier I rolled uh a, a nine and um uh three, the head and the riv, and I was like, oh, I'll be Rivet. R-I-V-H-E-T. Oh, cool. Nope. Yeah. There's spells here to cast a spell you have to roll over foolish on a failure, lose one d6 Vim. Bro, spell like it's yeah. that's mean. Yeah. You can cast from uh scrolls, but they burn out. And I love this that you can um, transcribe it at a terrible cost. There's a list of spells here that are cool, um, and that's that's Rodé. I love I love this. It's so fucking good. Um, there are a bunch of adventures for Rodé, which is cool too. Um, and then we have Pilgrims of Misfortune, which I feel like is just like an a, a I, expanded Rodé. Yeah,
1: I feel like it's just it, it's Rodé plus. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of thing though, right? It's like. A D12 uh, roll over your your faults, your your negative aspects, and and you just mentioned this, but like I love it. It's very similar to like that, that D20 roll under because you're you're responsible for the stat. It's not like oh you the dungeon master, game runner, whatever is setting like a DC to beat. And it's like oh no, you. This is how bad you suck at this. You just need to be better than you suck, um, yeah. and I really like that. So um, good. Yeah, so uh, Pilgrims is kind, of, but Pilgrims kind of a, also like uh, in the light of a ghost star, in which that you're kind of looking for artifacts, right? It's like a dungeon delver.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what it was something I meant to mention earlier, and it completely fucking escaped my mind because we were talking about how good in the light of a ghost star worked. But um, in the light of a ghost star is a great system, and it has been used in the light of a setting sun from John Davis is a right. Western game. Um, that is fucking fantastic that uses In the Light of a Ghost Star as a base. So um, if you love In the Light of a Ghost Star but want to get weird and west, definitely check out In the Light of a Setting Sun from um, from uh, John Davis. From uh Sanctum. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing pilgrims? or You want me to run through pilgrims? Oh, real quick? sorry.
1: I was uh, I was uh, looking at uh, John Davis's uh, itch real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So pilgrims game structure. Uh, once again, we got a great quick explanation. Um, the game unfolds as a conversation between a player and uh, a player called the Comptroller and and at least one other player. The comp controller presents a fictional world for the other players to explore with their player characters PCs. The comp controller controls the world, all in PCs and how they react to the PCs. Um, and yeah, the uh, resolution of uncertainty it's D twelve roll over your PC's fault, their relevant fault. Um, I think the example on this one is like someone doing like walk walking across something precarious, and they have to roll above their clumsiness score of a seven. Yeah um which fantastic uh, <laughs> just like and look at the little guy such a funny way to think about stats like instead of just yeah. like how good you are like
0: strength x it's like no this is just how bad you are <laughs> love i love it so much it makes me want to like just do all my games like that where i'm like i can instead of trying to think of like oh this is your body this is your mind or whatever it's just like man like what could someone just really suck at and yeah, you have this to be is better your than stupid that stupid score uh, yeah
1: uh oh, um, um i also like, no, no. That I the feel guy, like the little guy the little, the little guy How fucking kid um, with his little cheeks and his fucking there's just mustache something more whimsical about uh a lot of these hps games or just like oh, um, oh they would they don't necessarily have to be but stuff like this especially it's just like this could be fun you know it doesn't yeah. be like that gritty dungeon stuff which i also like truly
0: do enjoy I mean, um yeah. yeah but like this is kind of cute you know It's just have a cute fun, fun, fun f- time f- it's adorable, dude. Again, it like it's it all feels like it definitely has like that kind of um I don't want to just say Adventure Time, but like uh what's his name? Paddington or what's his name? That's not Paddington Bear, but you know what I mean? Uh the guys who created Adventure Time. Pin Dragon oh, Paddington. I you are gonna say Paddington Bear. I'm like, bro, this is no I don't know what the fuck you're talking Pendleton about. Ward. Pendleton Ward. It's yeah. got that kind of like Adventure Time in the sense that like it's like a little bit weird and it can be a little bit goofy but can also be like right. dangerous too which is really yeah. fucking fantastic like I don't know really really love it listen he also um, did Midnight Gospel which uh oh dude uh, that's the other thing I was thinking earlier was if you want to do Midnight Gospel the, sh- oh, yeah. the mom episode
1: bro oh I don't we can't start talking about it. um oh. I can tell I will oh. Stop. Yeah. oh um, my god man yeah also shout out shout out that show um don't do shrooms and watch that show because you'll cry as hard as you possibly can um oh yeah yeah. it wasn't pendleton
0: ward right it was duncan trussell he's
1: on it as well um but yeah it's duncan trussell but pendleton ward i think does some of the animation
0: gotcha okay makes sense
1: all right so combat pilgrims um yeah pilgrims combat you know there is fighting Um, uh, The attacker rolls their weapon die, subtracts the target's armor, um, and then deals the remaining total uh, to their opponent's uh, Vim. Unarmed attacks always do 1d4. Classic. Um, Yeah. Uh, Dying. If a player character takes damage that leaves their Vim below 12, the player rolls 1d12, If the result is higher uh, than their vim, they succumb to the inevitable embrace of death. Uh, Very whimsical, cute, also you die. Uh, Retreat. uh, To run away from dire situations, PCs must overcome uh, clumsiness uh, and have a safe destination to run to. Um, Healing vim can be restored by expert medical attention, though most doctors are mere snake oil peddler charlatans. Um I suppose it's possible that time and rest can heal simple injuries comptrollers can adjudicate the health benefits of relaxation on a case by case basis of course some folks may be inclined to seek magical healing such as soul risking undertake or such soul risking undertakings are often adventures
0: in their own right um this whole great. paragraph is such a fantastic example of embedding lore into rules without writing a bunch of shit, but making it so fucking evocative. Like, yeah, like five words in that whole thing changes everything. Cause if you get rid of like the whole like snake oil peddling charlatan part, it's just like, Oh, there's doctors. Cool. And if you get rid of like soul risking for healing, you're just like, Oh, that I'll just go find a healer. Then no, you know, that try like healers can risk your, like that changes the entire vibe of the whole mechanic and any part of it is because every time oh my god without again without over explaining without giving me a whole paragraph on what a healer is and what their stats are and the spells i can do for healing like nothing it's so mm,
1: mm. amazing uh where are we now uh relic uh, relics are valuable items embedded with magical energies. Characters can only be attuned to one relic at a time unless their doubt is less than a sick, if you have a low doubt, uh, then they can be attuned to a second relic. Um, to be attuned to a new relic takes 24 hours of prayer and meditation. Attuned relics do not take up an inventory slot. There are two kinds of relics, casting and passives. Uh, Passive relics are always in effect when attuned, duh, uh, unless the description says otherwise, casting relics can be used automatically once per day by those attuned to them. Uh, to use them again, the caster must overcome their doubt. Uh, failing inflicts 1d6 damage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah there's turns, rounds, and watches. Um, yeah. Um, good to have here if, if you've never... Yeah. encountered those yeah they work fairly standard um yeah hunger
0: i think, and light. I, think, I mean it works the same way that like um a vanilla game works and if i remember correctly yeah so there, this is a lot based on um uh karen and vanilla game so yeah turns so watches encounter random rolls. encounters yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah oh, it's all that stuff
1: and then the hunger and light um you got rations and light sources uh A PC must. It's also very standard. Like you have to consume a ration every day, which is four watches. Four watches, um, or become hungry. A hungry PC uh, loses one vim every watch. Um, Vim lost to hunger is restored upon eating. Uh, Spending a watch for foraging, uh, I can read yields one d three rations. Light sources. A light source illuminates a room roughly thirty feet radius until they burn out. Candles burn out three tor- turns, torches burn out in six turns, uh, lanterns with a pint of oil burn out in 12 turns. So, yeah. And then we got NPCs, um, j- you know, NPCs. That's how they work. They're right here. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then I like this uh, mythic uh some creatures are so powerful that reducing them to numerical values is sacrilege gods angels demons and dragons are not mere beasts surviving an encounter with such a being is akin to surviving a natural disaster to be the focus of their attention whether in hatred or kindness is dangerous sages know the indifference of higher beings is a gift Uh, may you remain unseen by the cosmos amen also, pst, probably <laughs> probably 100 Vim and 3d10 damage. <laughs> hey,
0: stats are sacrilege. By the way, sh- here's some stats for you real quick. <laughs> yeah, love this. Uh, reaction table, standard. Um, a-, a lot of this stuff is, again, from Vanilla Game is pretty straightforward, really good. But I love, like I said, that it- this almost feels like rode if all of the section stuff is added to it. Yes. Turns, watches, surprise, distance, morale, like all of that stuff is pretty... Um, is is it's great because rode is fun like sit down let's play this real quick but this is something i feel like this allows you to campaign more which is really yeah. great it allows you to have some more tools to use like the encounter table generator and then there's literally like a whole um section for um controller um, dude and it's so good and like it's such a good thing to read for making like adventures and running these games the way have been talking about the whole time it's like um, you know, it says there is no plot. Stories are relics of an adventure. Like it emerges during play. Keep going. Like it's 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 really good. Be generous with not with information. Knowledge allows players to make informed decisions. The world is not precious. Players will disrupt and soil the world you have prepared. Like it. This, in my opinion, is like one of the best GM descriptors or pages of 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 GM principles to read for the whole concept of basically like you are a referee enjoy the emergent play that your players have from, yeah. like, the situations they're put in, not the story you're trying to tell. It's so fucking good, dude. Also, um, the last one, uh, do not
1: suffer the ghouls of bigotry and fascism at your table or remove them from the game quickly and viciously. Shout out. Yeah. Punch-Nautics. fascist, fascists um,
0: A-Cab. Um, yeah.
1: And then player, uh, player characters. So, broad strokes here. You roll 2d6. Um... For each fault, uh, you can re-roll. You re ones and sixes. But nothing's ever too great or too bad. You can swap two scores to desired. Uh, combine all of your faults to get your VIM, and then you're gonna roll on the equipment table, right? So your faults. You have three: frailty, clums, uh, excuse me, clumsiness, and doubt. Um, frailty, physical might, um, clumsiness, dexterity, uh, and doubt is all the mental aspects. Um, and and then you have traits. Uh, in addition to faults, PCs have the following traits Vim, which we just went over. You combine all your um, faults into your Vim, armor, um, your protection, and then your inventory. All PCs have a backpack with 10 slots. Yeah. Uh, cool, like pencil drawing, or maybe it's yeah. charcoal
0: um it's the same graphic that was the start of the one yeah. page thing and i think the same ones that are on top of um radical quest mm, okay 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, at the start of that one yeah, yeah you're right um yeah equipment table honestly
1: it's equipment but i think we're really what we need to go over is the uh is the is the past fail uh past failures um i love this character creation there's a lot of choices here you're gonna roll for a bunch of different stuff it's very cool but I think by far and away the best part to roll on is past failures. Um, all PCs have a past mistake that has shaped their present course. You may create your own or select randomly through rolling an eight sided die for the tens place and another one. For, so it's a D88. You wanna yeah. roll for me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 74. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you called your teacher mom <laughs> okay on, i a fucking to roll on this now too um, i rolled a 54
0: oh my which god is,
1: you stole a boat on a dare and got lost you still are
0: um, there's like it's so good like some of the other ones on the page that i rolled on what was this one that it was uh you ran away to join a circus but they wouldn't hire you
2: yeah.
0: like um
1: your parents wish you were more like your successful cousin Gerald. <laughs> Um this reminds me of like uh you ever seen any of the the thor marvel movies
0: like the ragnarok ones and shit yeah, yeah.
1: You know he yeah. meets a Korg, and Korg's like, yeah, I uh, tried to start a successful rebellion, but it failed because I didn't print enough flyers. Um, yeah. then... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. After that, uh, you have relics. Um, all of the relics, for the most part, uh, there's passive and then there's casting, right? The passive ones are kind of like they give you a plus to something. Uh, and the yeah. casting ones are like when activated, blank, right? Like um, yeah. 15, the Chalice of Madonna, when activated, any liquid in it um, holds, or any liquid it holds, sorry, transforms into a 1d4 healing elixir. Um, number yeah,
0: number nine, cool. number nine, number nine is my
1: favorite. Nine, toe ring of Mother <laughs> Fatima, uh, plus one to swimming.
0: When did I say we had a toe ring as a magic I item? I don't know. Well, I'm wearing oh one right now. So get it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You want to read Advancement because I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Advancement. Player characters sojourn on the path of holiness. They may improve themselves, overcoming the faults of the flesh. Um, There are multiple ways to do this. Decide on how you wanted to do it. Um, Despite which method you use, no fault may be lowered below three. Vim is not recalculated when fault scores change. Your starting Vim is your Vim. So uh, the first option is player dedication. After playing for three sessions, a player may choose to decrease a fault by one. This rewards players who can maintain a regular schedule and punishes those who cannot. That's right. Show up at the table. Can't play. Can't win. Uh, Many consider it cruel and inconsiderate of life's unpredictable complexity. These same people are often late for everything. Divine intervention. Player characters may pray for divine mercy to lift them from their wretched state. When they complete a pilgrimage to a major shrine or encounter a being of holiness, they may petition them to diminish a fault. And then practice makes perfect. Player characters may improve themselves through hard work. This may involve training with a boxer for months to become less frail, um, paying a wise monk to teach you the secrets of the faith so you can become less doubtful, or practicing with circus acrobats, if they'll hire you, to become more graceful. Seeking out opportunities for improvement can be adventures in themselves. Um, and then there's a starting adventure with a map of a yeah. uh, drawer, And I think the rest is pretty much adventures.
1: It is. And there's the the like the last two ish pages are. Uh, well, it's relics to the adventure and then it's like beasts and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, and with
0: some sick drawings, though, like the Zethu really is cool a very drawings.
1: Very oh different God. than the other stuff.
0: Yeah, Archangel, kind of, with like, the six wings. Like, it's a real angel of God with, like, the eyes and the wings and shit. So nice. Zithu. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, Pelgrith, this, this, my God, like, gazelle head looking, many armed, like, just insane thing. Yeah. Um, fantastic. And that's Pilgrims um, from Highland Paranormal. And that's, that's, I think that's the end of everything that we're going to do. Yeah, I think that's um, our episode.
1: What a cool, what a cool episode.
0: You know, like, I enjoyed it it's i mean i yeah i absolutely love this and uh, you know I, I think we're definitely going to like over the course of the show in the next 100 episodes or so we'll do more of these We're we're not reviewing anything we're not um critiquing anything for the most part um just appreciating good fucking shit we, I, we you know we have to do a world champ one so we'll yeah. we'll, we'll be going well, we'll through a bunch do, of we should also
1: just do a, like a we should get every
0: issue of knock and just pick out a bunch oh, of stuff all of those? We'll, like yeah, yeah, all this. Yeah, so, all those. Uh, yeah, I hundred percent down for that. This is so great. Like, uh, Nate just makes fantastic games. Again, just the quality, of the adventures, the simple elegance of all of the systems, the whimsy, the immerse, the the lore that goes into each one with just like three to five words. Again, Tunnel Goons in five words during the war and Robomantis. Is enough for me to go? Oh fuck! Like I have a whole <laughs> world already in my head. It's so fucking good. The Haunted Almanac. Honestly, um, if this is being reprinted, I believe Nate said it was. You want to go check out Games Omniverse? A, just anything Games Omniverse puts out, buy it. I don't yeah. care what it is. It's gonna be the fucking shit. Like every everything 17th century minimalist. Like all of the uh, Manifestos Omniverse stuff. The Mouse Ritter stuff is amazing. Everything they do is of such insane quality. And it's it's fantastic. But this book is if you are into indie RBTs at all, the Haunted Almanac from Nate Dream is an absolute 100 yeah. percent must on your shelf. It's insane. Like definitely check it yeah, out. So, so we got so, we, yeah, we, tens across the board. It was uh... <laughs> insane. So we will let you know, um, as we know, because obviously I, I'm, I'm going to be tuning into games on Everest, and I'll let you know right away if it pops up um, on the, the store. So check it out that is our episode for today um uh we're still trying to figure out what we're doing in october so we will keep you guys updated with our schedule for the next month i'll work on getting another schedule out for that trying to be better about that but um that's it that's all i got i think hunter you got anything i think it's all i have as well all right oh, well then uh disaster tourism oh yeah that's something i absolutely did mean to talk about and wanted to talk about um Disaster Tourism has an awesome Kickstarter going on right now. Um, obviously, they are our uh, like our go-to third host here on the show um you want to go check out slasher on kickstarter right now um we will uh i have the links all over my uh the twitter on our stuff here you can check out disaster tourism on twitter as well to get the link to the kickstarter page but you 100 want to go check it out um the slasher already exists in the world you can buy it on exalted funeral i think it's going on sale um but they're um um they're doing a slasher final cut to um like add more content to it, expand the rule set, do everything like that. It's a really fantastic game. It uses the Jenga tower um, and the victims escaping a slasher killer. Uh, super fun. I've looked through the rule set. It's really, really great. You definitely want to go check that out. Back it. They did a very short window for funding. It's like 10 days and we're down to six days. So 100% want to go check that out. Um, It's going to be fantastic. Let's try to get it funded. Uh, and that Absolutely. is... That is what I have, and we'll let you know what we're doing uh, next week, sometime before next week. So Probably. check us out on our link tree, uh, the Weekly Scroll. All of the links to Games Omnivorous and to Nate's Itch page and website and all this stuff will be in the descriptions, whether it's on the podcast or on the YouTube. Check that out. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, I do highly, highly recommend you check this one out on YouTube. Um, the visuals in this book are indescribably awesome, so check all that out. Um Other than that, again, Nate, thank you for making awesome shit. Thank you, everyone, in the chat. Amazing. Um, And I will talk to you later, Hunter. We'll see you all later. Farewell. Bye. Bye. Bye.